I'm Jackie Patton and last year I founded Inkblot Creative, a brand new and very different communications and marketing agency. I love a good chat with an interesting human, so on every episode of Series 2, I'm going to be chatting to business leaders, creatives and everyone in between about how they stay connected. In our conversations, we chat about big goals, important relationships and holding on to a sense of purpose when what's going on in the world at the minute isn't really in our control. I can't wait for you to join us for these conversations, so tune in every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode. And if you're enjoying these chats as much as we are, I'd really love for you to leave us a review. This week, I'm talking to Caroline Calvanero, social media consultant and presenter of the fantastic Glow Theory podcast. Do give that a listen. I briefly bumped into Cece in a coffee shop in Charleston in the US last year. And since then, I've been following her journey from employed to entrepreneur. When I started planning for series two, I knew she'd make a great guess and I can't wait to hear about this new phase of her life. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea. This is Stay Connected. So Cece, massive thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is so rad. I'm so excited to be here. And all the way from Austin, Texas in the USSR, which is very exciting for me to be able to do a podcast right over the other side of the world. It's so true. I feel like if um, quarantine and 2020 has taught us anything, it's taught us to get really creative and have conversations from the other side of the world and um, just create cool content. So this is so rad and I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited that you're joining me. So I kick off every episode by asking my guests to bring along something that they feel connected to, an object that's kind of special to them. So what have you brought along today? Yeah, so when you asked me this question a little bit prior to the episode, I started thinking like, what's my thing, man? Like a lot of people might have a thing from their childhood that they're really connected to, or um, I don't know, something of like deep meaning. And I was trying to search for that thing. Um, But I didn't necessarily have anything from my childhood with me because I'm in Austin right now. So a lot of my stuff is in California where I was born and raised. Um, But when I started thinking about it, it's this necklace that I'm wearing right now. And um, I don't know if y'all you pro- y'all can't see me but um I'm wearing this adorable and cute necklace that one of my best friends gave me and it was my word for the year and I don't know about you guys but I find deep attachment and um just motivation and little little things like this that remind me to keep going and when I chose my word First of all, be so careful with the words that you choose for your year because, my goodness, the big man upstairs will definitely challenge you to make sure that you're living out that word. So drum roll, please, for my word was steadfastly. And so literally on this necklace here, it is printed um, in a cool little font that says steadfastly. And it's just my reminder that I love wearing every day that just reminds me of the intention of what I wanted at the beginning of the year and to remember to keep on pushing on even when it's hard. And when I chose this word, um, I thought of the word consistency, but consistency didn't excite me. And so I was like, what's a word that's similar that still excites me? And you talk about this object that excites you and it's this because one, it challenges me, right? So it pushes me to be like, okay, CC, even on the days where you you don't feel like showing up and doing the deal, will you do it anyway? (laughs) And that's what, um, (laughs) that's what I love so much about this necklace is, uh, it's that constant reminder. And so, although it's not from childhood, I think that, um, it's pretty cool to have something that you can come 
you know, year by year or something that's not a forever thing, but for if it's the season, you know, and that's all we can really do right now anyway. <laughs> I love it. I um, I love the idea of having a word for your year. I chose a word for the year as well this year. And my word was thrive. thrive was my word. And it's written on my mirror so that every day when I get up, I see it. And I've got to say, at the beginning of the year, that word felt pretty easy. And then it got to about March. Wow. And I was thinking, oof, this is going to be a hard one to stay the course, but we're going to try our very best. Yes. <laughs> so I love that you have that. that. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. And you, um, you mentioned that you were brought up in California, but you're living in Austin at the minute. So for our listeners that kind of don't know much about you, do you want to give us a bit about like kind of who you are, what you do, what, what are you all about? Yeah, 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 totally. I love this question because I'm like, okay, how do I give you the Sparks Notes version of my entire life? Um, but I am 25 years old. I'm a full Filipino woman. Um, both of my parents actually moved to the U.S. in the Bay Area when they were just 18 years old wow. um, with no more than a hundred bucks in their pocket, just a dream and a chance. And um, I'm just so thankful that they took that leap of faith because I wouldn't be where I am today had it not been for that um, bold move there. And so born and raised in California, my mom has actually never moved from the house that I was brought to from the hospital. Um, it's in a little town called Oakland. California, 40 minutes east of San Francisco. And so um, I was born and raised there, which feels like such a gift. Um, when you're in it, you are like, oh, this is just like normal. And then the more and more I rub shoulders with people from other sides of the world or even other states, they're like, what? You like, are they that close to the Golden Gate Bridge? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so that has been uh, just such a gift to grow up in that area. And honestly, it's just like such a diverse place and so much culture and life. And um, I love the Bay Area and so much. And I wanted to go to school in Southern California. And I don't know why, but I've always had this itch since I was little to live in Southern California. And you, I'll wrap back to that section of my life um, in a second here, but I didn't get into my quote unquote dream school. And second on my list was the University of Nevada, Reno. And um, I say that because there might be someone listening to this right now thinking maybe you vote of applying to dream school and it doesn't stick. But my goodness, let me tell you that things freaking happen for a reason. And um, I ended up attending the University of Nevada, Reno. Uh, this is kind of funny, but I graduated with a degree in public health with the intention of pursuing something in medical, which is so wild because that's so different from what I'm doing now. <laughs> um, but I literally, from sixth grade, you guys, I thought that I wanted to be an optometrist. I thought oh, I wow. wanted to be an doctor. Isn't that crazy? I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> um, and so all of my friends knew it. I wanted that up until junior year of college, and I had a change of heart junior year. Um, I was in Delta Gamma in my sorority, and I just was dabbling more and more into leadership. And I've always been one to uh, want to step into that leader role, if you will. I was ASB president in high school, and then I wanted to run for uh, Delta Gamma president in college. And so I just kept tapping more and more into what it felt like was the true me. And as I began to tap into that, I just started realizing that optometry wasn't for me. And my goodness, bless you if you are a doctor out there in any, any realm of 
antithetical in that way. I so appreciate you. Um, but for me, it just felt like I couldn't do the same thing for the next 40 years. And um, I just have too much like creative juices <laughs> to share with the world. And I don't know if I could sit there and like bless your eyeballs every single day, you know, like <laughs> I don't know if that would have been for me. And so um, junior year did a bold move and switched from um, or no, no, I stayed with public health because I was like, okay, maybe I want to do leadership within the hospital, like VP philanthropy or something like that. And so I tagged on communication, stepping into my, as a minor, um, stepping into my senior year. So I was balancing 18 units, being president, working at Lululemon, doing all the things. Um, and I love doing all the things still up until this day. So it wasn't abnormal for me. Um, but then Right when I graduated from college, I was applying to so many different philanthropies within Reno, and it felt like I was utilizing all of my connections, but nothing was sticking. And I was like, my goodness, what in the world? Why isn't this happening for me? And um, I'm so grateful for one of my mentors still to this day. Uh, she kind of took me under her wing and she was like, would you want to be a full-time assistant for me um, and help me do essentially everything, like every different factor of my life you'll have a hand in, like an executive assistant role. And she was a blogger by night, but full-time bond trader by day. And she's been able to step away from her full-time career and go full-time blog. Um, if you, you guys should totally check it out. It's called, they were once called two peas and a Prada, uh, but now they are called Ashley and Emily blog. And so I used to work for Emily and that's kind of where I got my first taste of social media and working social media. And so that's what's landed me um, where I am today. I moved to Austin for the opportunity to work for the Hollis company and um, do social media for them. And as this year has unveiled, I've just been dabbling into just becoming a social media consultant now and doing um, small things here and there. And that's not to say that I'm not open to a next opportunity in the social media management space. Um, but with that being said, in the past two years, I've really discovered um, just my passion for wanting to build something of my own simultaneously while still having that full-time thing. And so that's why I built my very own podcast too called the Glow Theory Podcast. And this this year, it's only like three months old. Um, I think you're quite more the veteran than I am. But <laughs> No, this is it, second series for us. So this is just the second oh, series. Yeah, so we're we're the same. But guys, you should definitely listen to the Glow Theory. It's great. I've been listening. Give it a listen. Go and find it on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. Yes, we're on all of those platforms. But um, like I said, I just think that every turn leads you right where you're supposed to be. And although I have a degree in public health, I'm now a social media manager and a creative, if you will. And I'm just so happy and um, thriving, thriving. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sure. so I love it so much. It's really interesting what you're saying there. Like, I guess my what I'm wondering is I'm thinking, did little Cece growing up with your parents who made a massive move from the Philippines to the US and at that age as well when they were so young could you yeah, do you yeah. think like little mini CC would ever have imagined that your life would be like this today that you'd be doing this kind of thing oh my gosh I what I get chills when you ask this question because I just um have a flood of gratitude that just like feels like it pours over me. And I would have never thought that you guys, I would have never thought that I'd be where I am today and be able to share my voice like via podcast, even like this, like 
meeting you was such a like an orchestrated thing and, and we we're at a conference and like what yeah, the heck we we're at a coffee shop just like oh, oh yeah. so random right like man the gifts that I've been able to have in the past like especially in the past um I would say like five years of my life have been transformational. And I'm so grateful for uh, my parents taking that leap because I don't even know if I'd be able to say at 18 years old, I'd be like, yep, I'm moving across the globe and I'm going to take a chance. Are you ready? Like, I don't know if I would be able to do that, you know? And so mm-hmm. um, my parents aren't perfect by any means, but they are doing, they did their very best. And now um, I feel like it's my job to do my very best. And so as I begin to grow in my different areas, I hope that um, my future kids can have that sense of inspiration, but maybe from a different angle. And it's, it's so interesting what you're saying. So we were talking just before we we started recording I live on this tiny little island in the middle of the sea in Europe you live well you're from very near the Golden Gate Bridge as we discovered but living in Texas big old Texas out there in the US and yeah like we my parents moved to where I live same thing young kind of just took a chance moved somewhere for a chance at a job and then kind of stuck around and I'd, I'd love to know how growing up because your parents are from the Philippines, how did you like stay connected as a family to your culture in the Philippines and kind of that when living in a brand new country? Like, how did you manage that growing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. I, um, Filipino culture, I don't know if you guys are super familiar, but the, we are very family oriented. So growing up, um, my mom was one of 11. My dad's one of five. Don't spit out your water. I know that's so many kids. I'm just thinking about the, your poor granny that had to have 11 children. Oh my, I think about that to this day. That's a she's lot still of kids. here. She's actually, I know she's 94 wow. now and she's my only grandparent who's still here. Um, but she is a titan. Like she, wow. You'd right? have to be, wouldn't you, um, if you had 11 anyway. children? Wow, you'd have to be properly all over that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we are we have a really tight family dynamic and so i think that was one of the ways we i was able to really harness like the filipino culture um every weekend it felt like a family party we always had a barbecue or we would watch the super bowl or any game um there's birthdays like every other week because there's so many kids you know and so we were always celebrating something growing up and i think um being able to have like the filipino food and all of the things uh my mom's first language was tagalog and so then she learned english in high school and then obviously moving to america she doesn't really have like a filipino accent anymore but my dad definitely still has a filipino accent and so um i'm like a first generation american who's has one foot in like fully immersion of like chasing the american dream while also still trying to hold on to everything that um I've been from, you know, and the culture, I, I never want to lose that. And um, it's been a challenge, actually. I wrote it on my dream list, whatever you want to call it, vision board, um, to learn to speak Tagalog. I know how to understand it a little bit, but it feels like as like my older brother knows how to speak and understand, and he's eight years older, I know how to only understand 
can. And my younger brother's five years younger and he doesn't know anything. And so I just think yeah. that over the years, uh, kind of trickles away. And I think that that's natural and uh, in a lot of different families, but I want to definitely learn. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> oh, that's such a good bucket list thing to want to do. I love that. Yeah. And also yeah. a good excuse to spend a bit of time in the Philippines when you're able, because that'll speed that one along. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a goal too is to eventually have like a non-profit and spend some time there and just fully merging you know yeah yeah and I guess so obviously really close-knit family then lots of family time how did you find yes. moving away to Texas because that's like a big it's a big separation isn't it and you have to find almost like create your own new family to connect with like friends and, and you have to find that new family again how did you find that yeah. So I, when I went to college, I wasn't necessarily too scared to move away um, because it, one, it was only a three hour drive from where I was living to Reno. Um, it was that sweet spot in California where you can kind of go anywhere. Um, but that wasn't too bold. And there was also 11 people from my graduating class that attended that university. So it felt like, let's go together, yeah. you know, <laughs> and um, I love that so much. But when moving to Austin, I only knew three people who lived here. And that scared the crap out of me, mm. if I'm being completely honest. And I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I'm one of the most outgoing people, a lot would say. And <laughs> I love meeting new people. But I would be lying if I said that I I um, didn't have that fear always in the back of my head, like, dang, will I find that community, you know, and will I find that community that, that I crave so much because I had such a strong community that I had built in Reno and in my college town and within my church. And so I just kept praying, like, God, will you show up, like, get put the right people in my path, you know, and like, tell me who to rub shoulders with and connect me with the right people. And so um, it's kind of really wild how all of it happened. Uh, I got really close to obviously all of my coworkers at the time. And I kept telling myself like, okay, Cece, in order to meet people, you can't do it from your own home, right? <laughs> like if it's, you, got to just, you got to jump in, you got to do the uncomfortable thing. And so I remember there was an event uh, taking place. It was like a woman's night and there was like 30 girls. And I, um, met a girl at church who invited me to it. And she was like, you should come. It's on Sunday. There's going to be a ton of girls there. Come. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just met her. I know nobody. <laughs> Legit, like I would have, I walked into a room of 30 women, you guys, which is so intimidating. Yeah. I don't like for all these women out there, you probably know, like, holy crap, the judgment, like, I know that they wouldn't intentionally be, but you can't help but think like, yeah, even I if they're fail? not, you can feel it. You feel like it might be happening. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. So I was like, okay, I just need to go because this is the only way that I'm going to make friends is if I take the leap, take the steps and keep placing myself in places where I would want to hang out with people. And that's what I thought too, like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to that thing. And so I ended up going and I ended up meeting one of my very best friends to this day, who um, was my very first friend that I made in Austin. Her name is Lindsay. And so she ended up, you know, introducing me to her whole game 
thing. And then they knew more people and it kind of was like a spider web. And I think that a lot of you probably can relate um, when you think back to any relationships that you have had, a lot of it is like via connection and like, oh, I know someone who knows this person who knows that. And um, I'm a big gal of all things networking. I think that it's just so powerful and um, so beneficial for your life. We are meant to be in community with each other. And so uh, that's what I started doing. I did that. And I was like, okay, I need to go to more leadership events, like more um, hustler events, you know, like just different little women empowerment networking type of things where I'd want to hang out with like-minded women. And I started meeting people there. And I just kept putting myself in places with people that I'd want to hang out with. Does that make sense? It makes ex- complete sense, complete sense. And it, okay. it's okay. really interesting what you said about kind of those networks you build, like a spider web. I like that that visual. I think that that's really true. Um, because, yeah, once one thing, it like sparks things, doesn't it? And it just, you don't really know where it's going to go. And that's quite exciting. But also really brave. Like I've moved around a lot. And like it's there's a moment sometimes where you walk into those rooms where you're like, Ugh oh god even if you're really brave or really outgoing there's a moment where you think please like me please let somebody come and talk to me so it's hard so true it's so hard but it's always worth it right in the end and so you've obviously built a great network in Austin where you're living then but how do you find the time to kind of maintain those relationships that are important to you because it it can be hard kind of when you're working and you're starting something new and you're trying to build a network to not get lost in that and not be able to really maintain the really important relationships. So how do you do that? Yeah, this is such a good one. And honestly, something that I still am learning in real time, I'm no master of it, but um, I'll never forget the advice that I was once given from a close friend. And she sought out her entire group's love language. I don't know if y'all are familiar with this. Yeah. So she literally was like, okay, I'm going to ask all of my friends, like what their love language is so that I know how to show up for them. And I was like, holy moly, why have I not done this yet? Like, this is such an amazing tool because I could be sending a cute little text every other week to one of my close girlfriends. And it can mean nothing to her because her love language is, you know, gifts. So she would appreciate like a $5 Starbucks Venmo. And then the other girl might really appreciate the the kind little good morning notes that yeah. just wishes you a happy day, you know? And so when I thought of that, I was like, okay, I want to be intentional with my time. And we all know that everybody is super busy. We're all crazy busy people. Um, but if we can just allocate like those given moments to the people that are important to us and show up in the way that they love, like what is their love language? ask them those things and set aside time. And um, I think that that's been one of the ways that I've been able to obtain community and also uh, just being so open. The people that I'm closest with understand that I love chasing dreams. Like I love (laughs) goal crushing. I, that goal crushing should be my middle name. I just love it so much. I thrive off of it. And so the people that I'm closest with know that I'm um, always like chasing dreams and going after things that I want. And so that may look like I can't hang out every single Friday, but, or every weekend, all weekend, because I prioritize like my different side hustles and my business and my podcast. Um, But we do have like a Thursday night girls night. So I know, oh, okay. That's great. Thursday night, 
yeah, like it's a thing. We're doing a movie night. We're going to a picnic. We're doing something on that Thursday night. Um, but aside from that, they're very understanding people. And so I think it's important to also be in relationship with people who understand you, you know, and who want to show up for you in that way. Oh, hundred percent. And it's interesting what you're saying about the love languages. So for any of our listeners that haven't delved into that, give it a Google, but it's this concept that there's, I think it's five, is it five love languages? And it's, um, one is kind of acts of service. One is gifts. One is touch. One is, um, kind of like language. So like being told you're loved and things like that. I can't remember what the fifth one is. Um, quality time, quality time. That's it. So that, that's a really interesting concept, isn't it? Having a think about those relationships that are closest to you and thinking about what, what is it they actually need as opposed to what do I think I should be giving them? I like that. Yeah. And I love that so much too, because oftentimes what we'll do is we will give off the love that we want rather than giving people the love that they want, you know? And so it's just a cool tool to tap into. Well, talking about kind of like how you manage stuff there, what about finding time for you, just for you to kind of relax and switch off? What do you do to kind of, we've talked about like connections to your family and to your job and to like your friends and things, but what about just for Cece? What kind of do you do just for you? Oh man, this is something that I, um, if I'm being transparent and honest, it's something that I struggle with. And I think that uh, a lot of people struggle with this one, but I think the more conversations we have just like this gives us more opportunity to really lean in to what it means to show up for yourself. Um, I'll never forget one of the best quotes that I've heard is you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Mm. So what are you doing to pour into yourself? And for me, I literally jotted down, you guys, the things that bring me joy. (laughs) And I know that that might sound funny, but if you haven't yet to truly identify and take the time um, to figure out what are the things that light up your heart? Like what gets you excited? Is it a warm freaking cup of coffee? Or is it uh, a spin class with ratchet music? Like sister, no judging, you know? (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is for you, but... Those are some of the things for me. Like I value a coffee shop and working from one Mm. so much. And although it like, like, I don't know if Dave Ramsey would agree with the budget of that aspect, the budgeting. Um, He's like a big finance guy here in the U.S. But, um, but I love that so much. And so I make sure that I implement these moments into my week because it allows me to also look forward to something. So literally this morning, I was like, okay, I will, I'm going to go to the 7am because I have this call and I have this recording. And although it's super early, I'm, I don't love like waking up super early, but, um, knowing that it's going to fuel me and in the joy aspect of being in that spin class, like I'm going to show up, you know? And, um, I think just being intentional about creating and carving out that time, just like you would a doctor's appointment is so, so important because you're able to show up for others in ways that you wouldn't have if you didn't take that time. And so, um, that's kind of something that's helped me but again I'm not perfect at it I think it's just something we get better and better at as the days progress yeah and I think the older you get the more you start to realize the things that really light you up like you said what brings you joy I think I don't know I don't know if it's the same for you but for me the older I get the kind of simpler those things are um so true yeah so things like a really great cup of coffee or going to a really great class or you know reading an amazing book or whatever it might be 
It doesn't have to be flashy yeah. and big, does it? It can just be finding a nice moment just for you. Oh, I love that you say moment because I've been trying my best to like keep myself in the moment. I'm always jetting towards the next thing, like I said, right? And um, what's that next goal that I can accomplish? But something that I've been trying to be really intentional with is looking at views. I know that might sound funny, but I love, I'm a sucker for a sunset. <laughs> this like give me the beautiful view I could just sit there and literally like soak it up and just find like and ground myself in so much gratitude for that moment and I think um if we're able to just identify those moments and like be still in those moments oh, I just think that it'll do wonders for our souls especially when you're like super busy and there's loads going on, you know, you're starting like a whole new phase of your life at the minute, aren't you? Like becoming self-employed oh. and doing all this stuff. You have to, you have to look after yourself. Like you say, you can't pour from an empty cup. You've got to find those moments to make sure you look after yourself as well. Otherwise you won't be able to get all your goals done. Exactly. Exactly that. <laughs> so talking of goals, let's have a little, we've kind of talked a little bit about, little Cece and we've talked about Cece as she is now um but what about Cece in the future what do have you got any kind of big bold goals for the future that you're thinking about at the moment oh man um Just how long one. do you have <laughs> kidding I knew you were gonna say that <laughs> you know me well um we honestly have really big goals with uh the glow theory podcast and what it can be um we have this vision of eventually having you know uh little women events that oh, become amazing. bigger women events and just little like a clothing line and just different aspects of it where we can really grow out this brand to encourage women to really tap into that glow from within uh, rather than this glow from on the outside. And so we have massive goals for the Glow Theory podcast. And that's just one of the things that um, we're kind of marching towards. And so when I talk about this future Cece, I think she is um, living her best life in Southern California and <laughs> making big imprints um, all over the nation and maybe even outside of this nation as well. Well, that's a good goal, isn't it? I like that. I definitely yeah, want a bold one. Yeah. That's a good one. And how, so like, I think it's, you can hear things like that, can't you? You can hear a goal like that and you can think, okay, that that's big, but what do you do to keep yourself connected to that so you don't kind of drift off and get distracted or, you know, do you have anything you do when you've got something in sight that helps you stay on track? Yeah, that's great. I am huge on a vision board. I'm a, I know that might sound pretty basic, but I, I do think that right? Like just looking at something every day. I love that you wrote your word on the mirror, like little things like that are massive. Mm. They, they help like that consistency compound type of effect, right? Where if we look at it every single day, if we remind ourselves every single day, like whether it be verbally or a uh, voice text, or I know some people set an alarm in their phone as like a little word reminder or something mm. like that. Um, I think allowing yourself to place little nuggets and little mile markers in different areas of your life as you charge towards that goal are going to be the thing that allow you to actually get there. And I'm no perfect human. Um, and I have yet to get there to that giant goal, but I've definitely knocked down different goals through this, this 
practice, if you will, of just like setting in different nuggets. Cause I know for myself, I always have to set something to look forward to. That's like the inner nature seven of me. Where can I dangle the carrot? Because I will grab that freaking carrot, you know, and then I'll, where can I dangle the next one and then grab that next one? (laughs) Um, like soon enough, I'll be closer and closer and inches away from where I want to be. So um, that's kind of what helps me. Oh, I think that's great. I like that idea of a mile marker, kind of finding things that get you to the next little bit rather than kind of overwhelming yourself with something that can feel really massive. If you can break it down, it starts to feel a little bit more manageable, doesn't it? And then it's a bit more in your reach. Right, right. And that's, it's just so true. Because if I look at like, okay, I want to have giant women events and I want to build a clothing line like okay where do you start you know and it just it'll definitely overwhelm you so I think if you um just retract yourself and back up it's just so powerful it's something that I actually learned at working for Lululemon um we used to do this giant dream casting vision casting moment where we would vision cast and close our eyes and walk through a meditation of what our life would look like 10 years from now and just no like no restraints, just literally dream. What are you smelling? What are you eating? What are you driving? Who are you with? Think about all of those different things. Okay, now back up five years from that point. What do you need in five years from that point to make sure that you hit that point? Okay, now great. Now let's talk it back to one year. From one year from now, what do you need to make sure you hit those five-year marks? Because then those five-year marks are going to help push and push you closer and closer to that 10-year mark. And so I think if we're able to just piece apart like the different things of what we truly want, uh, we'll be able to get there. Oh, that's so true. And such a nice way to wrap up this conversation as well. I think that's something we could probably all go and spend a little bit of time thinking about what what the mile markers can be for our big goals it's been so lovely talking to you today thank you so much for your time but before you go where can our listeners find out about you where are you if you've got websites social media another little plug for the podcast tell us all the things Yes. So um, I, you can find me, I hang out on Instagram the most and I'm at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O. That's at C-Calbanero. And then my podcast, if you want to follow us there and plug in, it's at Glow Theory Podcast. And so um, I'd be so honored to connect with you. Shoot me a DM. I love being in community with other people. And I love that you're covering the topic of relationships because it's just so important. And so I'd love to be in relationships with you so don't be afraid to reach out amazing cc thank you so much for your time yes thank you so much for having me it's been such a joy chatting with you hopefully you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as i enjoyed making it you can tune in every week on apple Podcasts, spotify or stitcher for the next free episode and why not subscribe so you don't miss out If you like it, then don't forget to leave us a five-star review because they really do help. And head over to Instagram at ink underscore blot underscore creative to carry on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to stay connected. Stay connected.